Welcome to another episode of The Playlist Podcast. I'm your host, Charles Barfield, Managing Editor of The Playlist. And for this episode, I have an interview to share, where I recently got the chance to speak with French filmmaker Quentin Depieux about his new film, Smoking Causes Coughing. Now, if you have any experience with Depieux's films, you probably won't be shocked to learn the filmmaker has returned with yet another batshit crazy feature. This time, Smoking Causes Coughing tells the story of a group of superheroes called the Tobacco Force as they take a sabbatical from saving the world to go camping and reconnect and to build their teamwork. While on vacation, they tell creepy stories about a woman trapped inside a thinking helmet and then a story about a young man who has a horrific accident while on a work site. And this might not sound like the funniest film ever, but believe me, there's a wicked sense of humor and absurdity seen throughout this movie. It really is a blast. But then again, there are many folks out there, especially in the U.S., who probably haven't even watched any of Depew's previous movies. And that's a shame. This is a guy who broke out with Rubber, a film about a homicidal tire. And most recently, he's worked on great movies such as Mandibles about a giant fly and Deerskin about a man who speaks to his jacket. In our discussion, we dive deep into his new movie, talk about his penchant for making films that feature wild and strange concepts. We also discuss the filmmaking process as he is someone who not only writes and directs, but he's also the editor, cinematographer, and sometimes composer. Then we wrap up by talking about what's coming next, including his upcoming film about Salvador Dali, as well as his mystery project that marks his return to English language filmmaking. But before I play the interview, I got to tell you the Playlist Podcast is part of the Playlist Podcast Network, which includes The Fourth Wall, Deep Focus, The Discourse, Bingeworthy, and more. And if you want to find us, you can check our podcast app of choice, whether that's Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your favorite shows. Okay, without any further ado, here's my interview with Quentin Depew, the filmmaker behind the new movie, Smoking Causes Coughing, which arrives in theaters and on demand on March 31st. Enjoy. I want to start by talking about uh, kind of the structure of Smoking Causes Coughing. Your films are known for the humor and absurdity, and, and smoking's no different. But this time you got uh, you dipped your toes into anthology storytelling a bit. Um, so I'm curious, with the smaller vignettes, was this a film that you were always uh, thinking could lend itself to anthology stuff? Or is that that even a format you were interested in prior to this? No, I, I actually, uh, I, I only wanted to create uh, like a new format. I know at the end, it looks a bit like a, a creep show or whatever. But the, the main goal was to, you know, to, to, to create um, some kind of like a different uh, storytelling. And it's, and it's funny because at the end, I know it's a movie. Uh, I know the subject is a bit about um, storytelling. There's a lot of storytelling in the, inside the movie, like people telling stories, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, I, I, at the end, the, the idea, the concept of making uh, this new structure became uh, one of the subjects of the movie. Yeah, and, and for me, without spoiling anything, uh, one of the highlights of the movie was the story with the woman and her nephew at the work site. Um, I, <laughs> I was appalled at what I was laughing at during that. You know, you find yourself like, really, should I be laughing at this? But I was. Um, and it kind of strikes me as this like little encapsulation of, of your filmmaking style in a, in a really elegant way. So I'm curious also with this vignettes that you're able to do, were there any ideas you had that just didn't make it to the, to the, even in the script that you were like, this yeah, would have been yeah. fun. I mean, yeah, the, 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 the script uh, had another big uh, section, which was uh, about a guy basically transforming into a, a sheep 
<laughs> just you know, like just 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 like the werewolf thing, but with a sheep. Um, it was a great scene, but it was actually uh, the most expensive bit uh, of the movie. So I, at some point, I had to get rid of it. But yes, in this creep show thing, um, you know, like I had more and slowly uh, because of the budget, I had to cut it down and uh, and to make it uh, lighter, let's say. What about the the two stories that you included, the the one with the thinking helmet, the one with the, the work site? What, what about those two did you feel were imperative to this movie? Uh, it's hard to tell. Uh, let's say... You know, I, I was interested in um, creepy stories, but but on a different level. Like it's not about a monster. It's not about uh, you know um, the, the usual stuff you found uh, in these type of uh, uh, you know uh, creepy movies. I was looking at some different uh, creepy vibes, so someone thinking too much for example could be creepy and 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 that's how i i i built this um because the movie is also about these um these stupid avengers <laughs> fighting stupid uh, monsters so so for them what's you know like the question was what what could be creepy for them you know so obviously not a monster because you've seen them fighting a monster. So, it, so it had to be uh, different. Yeah, and and let's let's talk about the superheroes for a little bit because this is a film uh, that that deals with superheroes, and uh, I, I have to assume that there was a little bit of inspiration from Japanese TV like Super Sentai, uh, Power Rangers, that sort of thing. Um, was that something that inspired you? And why did you think that this could be a good uh, story to tell with superheroes, I guess? It's, it's obviously, yes. I, you know, like um, it came from a mix of basically every uh, TV show I watched as a kid. Uh, so it includes like, of course, yes, Japanese uh, superhero stuff, but also uh, some um, puppet shows. Uh, that's why there is this this uh, rat puppet. <laughs> uh, it, it's it's basically a mix of what I was watching when I was a kid in the eighties on TV on French TV. So it, it it's not only the Sentai thing. It's it's basically like yeah, it's it's. It, 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 there's a lot of nostalgia in, in this movie. Uh, and I was trying to reach this, um, you know, this feeling I had when I was a kid, uh, being excited by just this, you know, this uh, offer we had uh, on TV, which was pretty weak, you know, <laughs> when I think about it. <laughs> but still you know like being a kid in the 80s watching tv uh was uh, uh how can i say exciting still because we had no other uh, choice yeah i i often say that like you know kids nowadays are spoiled because you know growing up in the 80s you don't you you were lucky to get you know men in rubber suits fighting yeah. each other 
<laughs> yes. Um, so one of the things that I think people are probably a little surprised with if they're first introduced to your work is just how involved in every aspect of the filmmaking you are. Um, not only do you write and direct, but you're also editing. You're also the cinematographer. Um, I have to assume that's something you take great pride in and is important to you. But um, why, I guess, uh, why do you still, after all this time, still take all of that extra work on uh, when making a movie? It's not extra work. It's to me, it's included. Like um, I, I, I would not be happy just sitting on a chair and and, and watching a, a screen, for example. Like I have, I have to be involved in the camera works because when I started as a kid, uh, you know, when when I was fifteen years old making short films, I always did, you know, everything by myself. Like. Uh, the shooting part, then the sound, then editing on on some VHS decks. I I always did that. So so it it's just part of my work for me. It's not extra work. And talking about editing, to me it's the most sensitive part because it it's 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 the precise moment when you actually make a movie. Before that you're only shooting stuff uh, and trying stuff and, you know, like testing. When it comes to edit, suddenly it's at this precise moment where you actually make your own movie or someone else's movie. So to me, editing is, is the work, is the final, you know, it is the most important uh, moment. So I have to do it myself. Yeah. So, so that for the foreseeable future, you're going to tackle everything, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about, what about music? Cause I know you, uh, you contributed quite a bit of music in your earlier movies. That's something that you've relinquished a little bit of control over. Yes. Because, because my music is too simple. My music is, is not musical enough. And, and the music I make, uh, you know, is, is, is more about, um, you know, energy, you know, it, there's, I mean, it, it's hard for me to 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 create a world and and um, and also to 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 find some uh, moods uh, in my music. So so yes, I I did that a lot in my early works. Now I think it's you know it, it it's this is something I don't master compared to editing, where I think I'm the greatest person on earth <laughs> to edit my <laughs> movies. For the music, no. The, for the music, I need uh, some other talents. Yes. So uh, for myself, one of my favorite things about your work is the idea that there's just no way to predict what's going to happen next. Uh, you, you are, you've you put yourself in a position where you can pretty much tell whatever story you want. You have total creative freedom with the most absurd things you could think of. But I'm curious if, uh, if you ever find that creative freedom daunting. Like, do you ever have to just feel this need to outdo yourself with each movie? Sorry, sorry. Is it, is it scary to be free? Yeah. No. <laughs> it's very exciting. But only because I'm not crazy. I'm not, I'm not a mad guy. So basically, when the movie is done, I basically show it to my producers or my wife or some friends. And then I get a sense of what it is. You know, and 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 usually, uh, when two or three people I trust 
point something that doesn't work, I have to trust them. And then it's a good way to share at, you know, at the very end of the process. So no, it's, it's not scary because it's suddenly, uh, you know, it feels like, like you said, I, I can basically tell whatever I want if I'm excited about it. And if, if at the end the movie is well-crafted, it will get a response because, because slowly, you know, and it, uh, um, I think uh, this one is my 12th movie. People are now, they're getting used to my uh, storytelling. So, you know, tons of people doesn't know me yet, but, but, but the people who know me, they actually prepared already to watch <laughs> a movie. Which prepared makes, for the uh, unknown. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so you've you've now made a movie. Well, you've made like you said twelve movies, but some of them. One of them recently was a huge insect movie. Then you have now superheroes that cause cancer. You had you you broke out with a, a movie about a tire that comes to life. So these are all fairly insane concepts. You you call yourself a sane man, but these are these are wild. Um, do you have ideas for movies in your mind that you just ever think like, no, I I can't do that. That's too weird. Uh, it's, it, no, it's it's not like that. It's it's more like, no, it's not good enough, or no, it's you know someone else could do it, or not excited, not not exciting enough. Like it, but I I never think it's too weird. No, usually <laughs> like I actually I actually don't think uh, my movies are so weird. Actually, you know, like there is tons of some other movies that are actually um, way more uh, twisted and, and scary. My movies are like, you know, I, I see my work a bit like a kid uh, playground or, you know, it's, it's pretty simple what I do. Yes, I have like crazy concepts, but at the end, when you watch my movies, they're very simple to read, I guess, I hope. Yeah, yeah. Um, so one of the things that's also uh, great about your movies is you always work with incredible actors. Um, and I'm curious now, you've, you've done 12 of these and you've, like you said, you've made a name for yourself. People know what, what to expect, I guess. Are, are you excited? Uh, are there any other act actors out there that you haven't worked with that you're excited to perhaps in the future? And do you ever have issues with pitching these actors on your stories? Uh, no, because I, I actually never pitch... Uh my movies. Usually I just write a script and I contact uh, these actors when the script is ready, which makes them, you know, like, so suddenly they don't just hear a concept, they read a story. So if they're into it, you know, they read it and they say yes or no, but this way um, they know exactly what it is. Uh, and for the start of the, your question, yes, of course, like, uh, you know, like I'm open to uh, to work actually with any kind of actors because that, that's part of the excitement of uh, making my movies is that I can basically invite any kind of actors like, uh, you know, like TV shows, actors, uh, stand-uppers, uh, movie actors, um, that's that's the part of that's very exciting actually to mix 
different kinds of uh, actors into my world uh, to make them mine a little bit. So basically, you know, like, of course, there is like some big actors I would love to work with, but also um, sometimes, you know, uh, I find uh, excitement in just finding like, you know, a random guy. Uh, and this happened, for example, in, in the giant fly movie uh, you mentioned, there is a small part at the very beginning of the film, the guy who actually uh, gives the suitcase to one of the characters. This is someone I found myself like on the tape, like he, he just auditioned for me. And this guy was just amazing. Like, you know, like someone you, 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 you know, it, it was exciting to find an unknown uh, genius. And now he's everywhere, like shooting in every movies you can imagine. Yeah, it's, you know, like, uh, I, I'm not just um, uh, focused on uh, well-known actors. I like to mix. Uh, I like to create uh, different groups. Yeah. So um, I want to, I want to, see if you could tease a little bit about your next movie um just to, to give people a little context you're working on him or you've i guess are in the middle of working on dolly um and that of course is about salvador dolly um, not much else is really known about it you've got a great cast we know that much um but on the surface that seems like a fairly uh for lack of a better word normal movie for you um not so much a, the the wild concept that people have come to know so i'm curious what what do you have up your sleeve that maybe uh takes dolly a, a story of salvador dolly and, and kind of makes it a a film that we can recognize from you oh it's clearly my world you know like it, it it's not a movie about dali's real life obviously it's not like the classic uh, biopic on 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 uh, on someone famous it's more like an homage to uh, the surrealist. And it's an homage to Dali, but it's also an homage to Louis Bunuel. Because to me, these two guys were like heavily connected. So it's, it, it, <laughs> you know, what you say the, when you started, like the fact that, that it's impossible to, to, um, uh, to predicate what's, what's happening next. That's exactly what's happening here. It's 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 an incredible movie where you can't really like um, predict what's gonna happen in the next minute, and it's it's a very exciting. It it has like a, a concept in it, uh, which I can tell. Uh, Dali is played by six different uh, actors. Wow! Yeah, that's awesome. It's it's something like I'm, I I just finished uh, cutting it uh, two weeks ago. We are now working the sound and everything else. The movie is is really something. I'm, I'm super super happy about it. Well well hopefully I I won't ask you uh, to spill the beans, but hopefully we do see it uh, relatively soon. Um, now I I do want to ask my last question. Uh, you you are one of the more prolific filmmakers working today. You always seem to have the next project coming up. So is there uh, anything you can tease about what's coming up after Dolly? I'm going to say just one thing. <laughs> it, I'm going back to uh, English speaking movie. You know, that was my next, next question. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. That's, that's great. 
So, uh, yeah. So uh, will you hopefully start filming that soon? Yes. I mean, not soon, soon, but but right. like uh, in, in a few months. Yes. Great. All right. Well, thank you so much for talking with me. Uh, Smoking Causes Cancer is a, a really fun, wild movie. Uh, and so yeah. It, it doesn't, it's not causes cancer. Oh, causes coughing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Smoking Causes Coughing. Uh, great movie. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. Uh...